Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The major arrest, really, if you think about who was left out there from the Killing Cartel, below the three killings themselves, Daniel, his father and his brother, Lean Byrne is probably the, the biggest fish left out there, or was until he was uh, arrested on Sunday in Mallorca. It seems that he flew back in on Sunday night to meet with his family. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Kinnahan cartel kingpin Liam Byrne has been arrested on the holiday island of Mallorca after slipping home from Dubai to meet his family. The 42-year-old is wanted in the UK on serious firearms and organised crime offences and will face extradition to the courts there. The arrest comes after his lengthy career at the very top of the criminal ladder and marks the final blow to the once powerful Dublin branch of the Kinnahan cartel. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the breaking news story about Liam Byrne's arrest and about his long history in violent crime. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. It's where I can feel it in my bones when um, somebody something's going to happen, wouldn't you? Did you hear me when I was whinging about wanting to go on a holiday? I really, really wanted to be on a holiday this weekend. Yeah, maybe you caused it. Yeah, maybe you just take too many holidays rather than there's too many crime incidents. One way of looking at it. No, it's just too coincidental. Although I'm here, I'm around, you're here. And yeah, listen, uh, unexpected news on this Bank Holiday Monday, but uh, very big news as well. Liam Byrne, the head of the Byrne Organised Crime Group, brother-in-law of Thomas Bomber Kavanagh, uh, brother of David Byrne, murdered at the Regency Hotel, and very close friend and lieutenant of Daniel Kinahan has been arrested in Mallorca on firearms charges, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's a major, a major arrest, really, if you think about who was left out there from the Kinahan cartel, really below the, the, the three Kinahans themselves, Daniel, his father and his brother. Um, Lean Byrne is probably the, the, the biggest fish left out there or was until he was uh, arrested on Sunday 
in Mallorca. And um, he seems that he flew back in on Sunday night to meet with his family. Mallorca has been where the, the, the burn organized crime group, Liam and members, some members of his family and Thomas Bomber Kavanagh in particular, uh, spent a large part of their summers and had a, a, a base. But he has been, Liam Byrne flew in from Dubai and was under surveillance from the second he, he landed and was picked up in a restaurant as he ate with his family. Sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it, at this stage? Um, of course, Jerry Hutch was uh, at the same, having a little meal with his family when he was arrested that time in, in Fungarola. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no doubt now that, the, you know, when the Spanish police arrested him, they put out a statement thanking the NCA, the, the, the National Crime Agency in the UK, and thanking the Gardaí. And if there ever was a day, and there certainly was maybe a decade ago when these police forces weren't linked up and working together, that's long, long gone. And um, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that the, that information is exchanged between each other. Warrants were in place. I mean, it's very interesting that there seems to have been a warrant, uh, unlike in the case of Jerry Hutch, where this kind of snuck out in advance of his arrest. Liam Byrne has obviously there's been a warrant out for his arrest for a period of time and there was no mention of it at all. And whether Liam Byrne believed that he was, he was not facing charges and therefore could sneak back into Spain. That may be the case, but there obviously was. Yeah. So my information is exactly that, that he didn't believe that he was wanted and that's why he traveled back from Dubai to Mallorca to meet with members of his family, because of course he's been, in self-exile in Dubai since, um, certainly in the last two years since his brother-in-law, Thomas Bomarkavna, was arrested on those serious organised crime charges, put before the courts and jailed then for 21 years. And Byrne literally disappeared from the UK at that point and went right out into Dubai, was reported to be seeing his old friend Sean McGovern, who's wanted here on a, on a, for murder. Um, and was seen in the company of Daniel Kinahan. Now, he was in Dubai with his wife, Simone McEnroe. And I think I did a story shortly after he'd arrived that he was trying to put the heavy on people to get money. People he said he was owed money from in the UK. He was phoning them from Dubai. He was telling them where he was, who he was with. And for anyone who didn't know how serious a guy he was when he was looking for his money, he was saying to them, I'm Liam Byrne. Now, Google me. Yeah, I mean, for all the people that uh, complain about uh, being in the Sunday world on this occasion, it was he was trying to use it to his advantage to many, many articles written about him. And um, yeah, so look, I mean, obviously, these guys are over in Dubai and their ability to to, you know, arrange uh, shipments and all of this is probably diminished. But he was certainly being sort of acting as a freelance uh, heavy, really, and putting calls into people. I mean, amazingly, during that time when he was doing this and there was reports from of him putting the threatening people, basically, both in Ireland and in the UK, he was also hanging around with Stephen Gerrard or at least putting videos out of, you know, nights out with Stephen Gerrard, which is incredible, really, if you consider the, the profile that Stephen Gerrard has. And, and he obviously didn't uh, Google Liam Byrne or take note of what, what, he, what he saw if he did uh, Google him. But, yeah, he's been out in Dubai in that time. Um, but you know the end. The, the the information released today, um, probably it seems it relates to the Encore Chat uh, bust, which was uh, previous to two two thousand and twenty, I believe. So it seems he's been picked up on 
messages that were on the EncroChat system um, to do with firearm seizures in particular, uh, probably pre-2020. And, you know, obviously the full details aren't out there, but basically what there, what, what seems to, to be the case is that there was a number of shipments of firearms seized. They, these shipments were seized following the EncroChat bust and that now the British cops are uh, linking those shipments with anchor chat messages that they're associating with being Yeah, burn. and a couple of things there, Niall. Like, first of all, we know that the Byrne stroke Kavanaugh organised group, because just to explain, like, Liam Byrne headed up the Dublin wing of uh, essentially the Kinnahan cartel, or they were, they were, a, you know, they were like a, 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 what would you call them? Um, yeah, they were supposed to be the, the Dublin brigade of them. His brother-in-law, Thomas Bomber Kavanagh, was based in Birmingham. He did his own independent operation for a long time. But in the years leading up to the Regency Hotel, he had become so entrenched in the Kinahan organisation, he was essentially running their UK wing for them. Now, in January of 2017, if you remember, um, there was a, a raid and a lockup in, in Rathcool. And in it was one of the biggest arms weapons halls in the history of the Irish state outside of, of paramilitary activity. Um, and that hall was in a, in a warehouse there. Uh, a guy called Declan Brady, aka Mr. Nobody was found and was deemed to have been in charge of it. It was Bomber Kavanagh's arms lockup. And those guns were primed and ready for use in the Kinahan Hutch feud. Bomber Kavanagh and the Byrne Organised Crime Group have a long history with facilitating weapons, both for themselves and for others. So it's interesting that he has now been caught in connection with essentially supplying um, high-powered weapons they're talking about, specially, uh, you know, designed that they can't be fingerprinted. In other words, they can't be traced back to crimes. There's no way. That will come out, I'm sure, um, as time goes on. But... Nonetheless, he, he's been picked up in relation to supplying weapons, you know, very serious weapons. And the second thing, of course, is Mallorca. Uh, you mentioned it, that um, the Byrne and Kavanaugh organised crime groups have long association with that island. They've always hol- holidayed there. Certainly, Jonathan Hutch didn't know that when he travelled out there in August of 2016 and when associates of Bomber Kavanaugh managed to get a hitman onto the island within the blink of an eye uh, and set him up to be murdered. And of course, that hitman went for Jonathan Hutch. Hutch saw him and ran to safety. And another innocent tourist, Trevor O'Neill, was shot dead uh, in front of his wife and children. One of the most horrific murders of the of the entire Kinahan Hutch feud. Um, and Mallorcan police at that point had a very, or developed a very close relationship with the Irish Guardi, actually. This is, of course, a lot of these murders they committed or they 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 agreed to do these organisations for and on behalf of Daniel Kinahan has been their undoing because um, the police in Mallorca had to come on to the Guardi here in Ireland at that point after the Trevor O'Neill murder and they developed very close, forged very close relationship with the Guarded Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau um, I think I travelled out to Mallorca maybe a year later or thereabouts um, investigating the, the murder. And I met with the, the police. There are military police out there. They're quite closed and they don't usually, I'd say, 
not that they don't usually associate with other police groupings, but I'd say for them to have forged that that strong relationship was a measure of really the horrific circumstances around the murder. But they sat down and they did an interview with me. And uh, later we travelled down to the Calador region, which is like the really snazzy, expensive holiday resort, uh, beautiful seaside harbour. And that's where Bomber Kavna and Mr. Nobody and the rest of the crew holidayed every single year. Um, the Byrne organisation from Dublin, wherever they were in the world, all went out. And no doubt they're still, they have been still trying to do that despite the uh, dismantling of their group. Yeah, I mean, they had incredible assets out there. I mean, like, you know, you don't always think of Mallorca as being maybe the poshest part of Spain or whatever, but the villas that they're dealing with, which we pictured, uh, took an aerial shot of. I mean, they're stunning and in a really, really exclusive part of the island. And like for all that, that a lot of people don't make money out of the drugs business. You could see how these guys really, really did. And they spent an extended, extended summer out there living the high life and really were under the radar, I think, until that, that the horrific murder of Trevor O'Neill. I mean, they could have, maybe if they hadn't committed that horrible crime that they could have maybe stayed under the radar there. And, um, but yeah, so obviously the, the, the shipment of weapons and Lean Burns links to it actually. If you remember back in 2010, we had a, a front page story in the Sunday World, Rocket Man and a picture of Lean Burn out in Spain. And at that point, um, he was, although he was never charged, but a very close associate of his, of his was would also uh, be, be linked to the Raccoon seizure. You know, even at that point, the Lean Byrne, I think, had direct hands. We called him Rocket Man because he was trying to import um, two rocket launchers from Eastern Europe into Dublin. It was suspected to be used as part of the, the Crumlin and Drimna feud, which, of course, Lean Byrne played a, a key role in. And Bomber Kavanagh was, if we heard in his trial as well, how his, his really uh, detailed links to the arms trade, some of the weapons as drugs were being sent to Eastern Europe, weapons were also part of the shipments or coming back and there seemed to have been that trade. And yeah, you hear in, in they released a, a limited statement, the, the NCA, but they're basically saying um, numerous pistols and submachine guns were being referred to, that they were operating on such a level, lean burn or as alleged to have been operating, that they had to, or people who wanted to order firearms had to order 14 firearms in a single batch. They weren't dealing with individual weapons. So, I mean, you just see the, the scale of, of what was going on. And if you, if you look at those pictures on the Sunday World site of, of, you know, the, the, the homes that they were able to, to buy in Mallorca, you see the, the fruits of that labor. And, um, but it looks like those days are numbered. And, um, you know, you see Lean Byrne being let off again. Uh, and nearly everybody that has been let off by those Spanish police has ended up behind bars, always wearing flip-flops and shorts um, as well, you know, almost without exception, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're not wearing uh, athletics runners to escape on foot anyway, you know. They're not going to get far in their flip-flops. No. But yeah, I mean, it's a long time. If you remember Lean Byrne, we've obviously written about him and he's come 
Obviously, he's been, you know, he's been referred to in cab cases where house, where his house was seized in, in, in Crumlin. But I mean, really, he's not been inside prison, I think, except for a day or two since the turn of the century. Um, more or less, um, where he did serve, I think it was, uh, a total of six years, um, for, well, it was two separate incidents. There was two armed robberies when he was a teenager. He got a suspended sentence for four years. And then he was involved in an horrific assault on a, on the League of Ireland, an ex League of Ireland player. And his suspended sentence got activated and he got an extra two years. So that was all at the turn of the century. And um, since then, since maybe he was out of prison sometime around 2004, uh, which is 20 years, really, he's been at the top of the organized crime uh, operations in Ireland and has not spent, you know, more than a night or two in, in, in prison or in custody. And probably as, as far as we're, we know, kept his hands off almost all drug shipments and um, you know, was involved, suspected of, of involvement in all sorts of criminal activity, but really was one step, one step away from it and, uh, has not been, uh, you know, but has, will, it will be, or the police hope he will be undone by these encrypted messages that, that have caught so many people across the continent. Just, I suppose we'll just touch on a little bit of background with him. And I think we're going to probably speak about him a lot more as the week goes on because we've had an awful lot of, uh, Stuff we want to go into as regards Byrne and Kavanaugh and their their side of the organization. But just to say, like, he's from, you know, a family that has significant reach into the criminal underworld in Ireland. His father, James Jaws Byrne, was a fraudster. He provided passports for people and he would have been very well known. His mother, Sadie Byrne, obviously not involved in crime, but she would, was a familiar face. Uh, during the trial of Jerry Hutch for the murder of her son, David Byrne. Hutch, of course, acquitted, uh, found not guilty in relation to that murder. Um, so Liam Byrne's cousin is on, on the mother's side. So Sadie Byrne was a row and, and they were quite a well-known inner city family street traders. Um, her sister was the mother of Fat Freddie Thompson. Um, I think another sister possibly, or is it the father, is, a, is a, a a parent of Liam Brannigan. And he was on the front page of the Sunday World this week because he's been trying to grow cannabis in Port Leash Prison, if you don't mind, the highest secure prison in the country. And he was, uh, you know, green fingering away uh, inside there. Uh, he's serving a, an eight-year sentence for conspiring to kill Gary Hanley as part of the Kinnahan Hutch feud. Hanley's an associate of the McEnroe side. Um, then Byrne, of course, is also a cousin of Liam Rowe, who was present when David Byrne was shot at the Regency Hotel. Um, and his brother-in-law is a guy called Anthony McEnroe, who's drug dealing convictions. He was described in court during that cab case of the Byrne, about the Byrne Organised Crime Group as being a trusted member of that organisation. Of course, the most important and significant relative of his is Thomas Bomber Kavanagh, his brother-in-law, a man who arrived at the Byrne house in Raleigh Square after David Byrne was murdered and who stood shoulder to shoulder with Daniel Kinahan as that feud erupted. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it's funny, actually, Liam Brannigan were on the front page of the Sunday World for a single cannabis plant. Um, and then his cousin is done for this major uh, international drugs 
organization so or the weapons organization so it shows you uh, how prison really uh, uh, scales you back um but yeah i mean the network of of family connections really you know it's it really has been a a, a family affair really if you look if you look at it that way and even then to thomas bomber Kavanagh, who has also had his own cousin jared hatchard Kavanagh, and all of these people and um, they they ran organized crime in Dublin really for twenty years since the boom in in from the the drugs boom through the ecstasy scene, but more into the cocaine scene, and you know they relied on that network of 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 family. Um, Fra Freddie Thompson, of course, would have been regarded at one point as being kind of a bovelean burn in 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 this in the scale of the the Kinnian's operation in Dublin, but lean burn I think over you know, maybe from 2010 onwards really became the number one figure of the Irish franchise of the Kinnahan cartel. I mean, they, they had a very conspicuous wealth. We would have written a lot about it, a lot of it associated with high-end luxury cars. Um, he obviously had his house in, in Crumlin that became a made, you know, a major part of a cab case. But I think you heard at that time of three quarters of a million being spent solely on renovations of the house. I mean, incredible, incredible wealth. You'd probably know more about it than I would, but jacuzzis and a, and a, a lockup room. So the, the scale of the wealth that was floating around at that point was, was, was really quite stunning, I think. So Liam Byrne obviously will have to be extradited to the UK on these charges over the coming days or weeks. Um, Undoubtedly, he will probably fight those extradition proceedings from Spain. Um, and then if, if the, the charges are there, so he will be brought to court in the UK in the next year or so. I mean, some of those cases happen quite quickly. Thomas Bomber Kavanaugh was arrested on a flight into the UK from, was it Mexico? He was coming from and he was standing in the dock within a year and he pleaded guilty. Uh, on conspiracy charges of of drug drugs and and uh, money laundering, and was given that enormous sentence. A guy like Liam Byrne, you know, who has lived a, a very privileged existence with a huge amount of wealth, um, he will also like Bomber be looking at what he's going to do here. Um, Encro chat, of course, is another element of this story that's very significant. Um, I think we'll get on to that. We'll look at that maybe in depth uh, on another podcast. But just to say briefly, I suppose that EncroChat, there was a, a case, uh, a very serious case takes, taken against the legality of EncroChat, which was a, a hack by the uh, the Dutch and the French police. And that case failed. So EncroChat is, is sailing home uh, very calm on very calm seas in, in the in the UK courts and like hundreds of people have been done a huge amount of them have pleaded guilty you might notice and that's really because on those phones they were literally caught bang to rights yeah I mean they've been very very successful in the English courts even more so than across Europe um, and a lot of the people done uh, on the Anchor Chat cases have been in Liverpool, where the Burn Organised Crime Group had a particularly uh, particular stronghold. And really, that was, you know, a good 
section of their power in the UK market. I suppose um, Lean Burn will fight extradition. It might be slightly more complicated uh, post-Brexit because at one stage you would have been do- uh, arrested under a European arrest warrant. It's just almost automatic that you'd be extradited. And um, now he's going to have to be extradited under this new arrangement. I think it's called TACA, where it's kind of the post-Brexit uh, version of it. Maybe that would give him a bit of comfort. But again, these cases are going through very routinely through the courts. It's a signed agreement between uh, between the UK now and the European Union. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you look at the sentence some of his associates have received in the UK, Thomas Bomber Kavanaugh, of course, got 21 years. Um, his two associates as well, the two guys who are done with him, uh, they also got 20 years. Lee Cullen, another another burn uh, gang member, he got something equivalent. I think it was 20 years as well for firearms charges. So they're getting very, very uh, hefty sentences um, if they are extradited. And uh, it's not going to be a, a comfortable holiday, to say the least, for Lean Burn. No, and of course, what happens in the UK, I've mentioned to you before, is they automatically come in on a conviction with the proceeds of crime case. At the moment, Bomber Kavanagh and his associates are subject to that, and the criminal have to list all their assets. If they don't, they get extra time in jail, and they can get fines in relation to those assets, or they can, the UK authorities can just take the assets, you know. So, um, you know, he's that to to face as well. But look, let's leave it at that for today because we've loads more to talk about, you know, when it comes to Liam Byrne. And I think particularly we should talk about his time in the UK since he left Ireland after the cab raided his house that time because he has been up to no good there um, since he's been since he's been there and, and since he moved in. And we can talk about a lot of the people he associates with, both celebrity and otherwise, uh, and the lifestyle he's led there. So listen, we'll we'll uh, convene in the studio. Today. And no holidays, yeah. In the meantime, no, no more. I swear to God, I'm done. <laughs> All right, thanks, Niall. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday world if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday world responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.